Hello, Mama. I am so blessed to sit here with you today, and I'm really excited to dive back into our topic, unpacking the lie of uh, I'm not good enough, I'm inadequate, whatever, I'm a failure, I feel I'm defeated, whatever whatever way you spin it, we are diving into that. And I shared in the last episode, make sure you start there, I shared just uh, how that has been me this week, and I have been in the thick of it and feeling like I cannot move forward. And so it's been such a joy to record this for you because I'm speaking to myself too, and it feels great. So I hope that I'll encourage you. And you know, even, even if I don't, I'm at least encouraging myself, but the goal is to encourage you too. So thanks for being here. I'm so excited. And Hey, I talked about this in the last episode, but if you want to do some of the deeper work, I would love to do it with you. The Healed Mama Academy is starting so soon. So make sure you go and get information on it, dive in. I know it's an investment, but you are worthy of that investment. And I know that God has so much waiting for you as you decide to intentionally work on yourself. So you can go get more information at morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. I would just love to see you there and uh, yeah, get dig up some of the, the deeper stuff that's going on here. But today I'm going to give you some just quick uh, tips, quick things, but I do really encourage you not just to listen. And I am so guilty of this too when I listen to podcasts so often I don't stop and do the work. But if you really want this to help you, you got to do the work too. So listen and as much as you can, grab a notebook and a pen and and answer the questions I'm going to have you answer and really even take notes. Try and dive into the handles I'm going to give you so that you can actually help this, have this transform you, not just for a moment, but for much longer and in a deeper way. So I encourage you to do that and let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so we are pick up right where we left off in the last episode talking about, uh, you know, the thing that's getting in the way of us believing the truth. I think most of us in our minds know the truth, know that we were made for this. We are more than conquerors, that God chose us for this task. And again, if you don't believe that, then it's probably something bigger getting in the way, like your past, uh, the things that have been spoken to you, uh, the things that weren't spoken to you, as in like maybe someone uh, didn't tell them that they they loved you. Maybe they weren't affectionate, whatever, whatever it is. All of us get wounds from our childhood. No matter how amazing our parents are, we're going to get wounded. And so make sure you're, you're acknowledging that deeper work that needs to happen. But, you know, for most of us, we know in our heads that the truth that we're good enough, but we're not set free from it because we don't believe it all the way down to our heart. And so one of the things that I think can get in the way of us really believing that is that we don't have a, a realistic view of what a good mom looks like, or we don't have a, a specific view of what a good mom looks like. We just have this ambiguous, amorphous 
view that is compiled of all the things we've ever heard about being a parent, often those things are contradictory too. So that just adds to the confusion and adds to the feeling of defeat. And so we, we, we compile all of this and we don't ever sit down to say, okay, what is a good mom? What do I believe about this? And, you know, not only that, but <laughs> motherhood, uh, there are so many different parts to it. There are so many different jobs that we do as mothers. And so when we look at it, like, is it really realistic that we would be good at all of these things? So let me go over a few that I jotted down and I know I'm not even hitting all of them. (laughs) You should hop in the Facebook group and come and tell me some other um, titles you would give some of the things we do as mothers. I would love to see you over there. You can go and find it at Morning Mama Collective. If you go and search in Facebook, our, my friend Lauren, uh, this amazing Kiwi runs the group and she's incredible and such an encourager. So make sure you hop in there and tell me what, what roles I missed. But here are some of the things that, um, the job of motherhood encompasses. These are like full careers. Like people, people do this for an entire career or maybe an entire job. It's not always like a, a, a lifelong career. Sometimes it is though. Okay. So first of all, caretaker, right? We, we know that one, but really, if you think about the role of a caretaker, holy moly, that is a specific calling. I was just talking recently with someone that, uh, their, their mother-in-law works in hospice and she was just talking about, wow, what a calling that is. And even when I think about my mom, you know, always I'm just in awe of how she is just a, a natural caretaker. And she has done that, um, for jobs. She's now doing it with my grandma and she's just so amazing at, at, at caring. And she does with my, my kids too. She did it with me. Like she has a, a gift mix for caretaking. And that is such an important, essential role that comes with very specific gifts, right? It's so much of the pouring out. It's so much of the, the background work, right? It's, 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 um, surrounding them with good food. It's surrounding them with a, a clean environment. It's, it's, it's cleaning their bodies. It's giving them the food. It's all. And I don't even, I've never done caretaking besides with my children. So I don't, I'm, I'm sure I'm not doing the whole job justice, but it's, it's a lot of, I think, physical demands, emotional demands. Like there's, there's so much to that. Okay. And so we think about those people that are called to that. And then we think about how that is what we're called to as mothers. That is one of the roles that we are taking on. And that's a really essential one, but probably not all of us are great at that. And that's okay. We're going to go through all of these and you're going to see more and more like it's okay and realistic when we're not, we're not great at all of these things. But I think even this, this first one we're going through, I think caretaker is kind of like the, you know, the uh, typical way society kind of paints a mother is this, this caretaker that's gentle and does all of the things. And and just cares for people's needs so perfectly, like just always meeting the need. And so I think often like we, we, we feel like we have to live up to that. We feel like we have to just meet all of our children's needs perfectly. And it's, I think caretaking too, is not just about meeting the needs, but anticipating the needs and, and meeting them before even their needs sometimes. And I get why society looks at it this way. And it makes sense. And that is a beautiful part of being a mother, but it's not the only part. And so if you're not good at that, and honestly, like I would say, this is not one of my strengths. Like I don't just love doing all of the caretaking work. Like there are moments in motherhood I do love. And 
Cuddles is one of them. But really, like caretaking is kind of like the deeper cuddles, right? It's like really coming around them as a person and 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 caring for every single need. And the, I I get burnt out by people's needs. <laughs> I, well, especially like physical demands. I love meeting people's emotional needs. Like that gives me so much energy and life. So I love helping my kids learn about their emotions and learn how to walk through those and understand what's going on. And I love, and well, I'll go into some of the other things that I love, but the, the physical, meeting the physical demands, and I think that's a lot of what caretaking is, I, that drains me and I'm not good at it. And so I don't think I look like that picture that we often think about as what a good mother is and what society paints it to be. And so this is where we're getting caught in this lie is because we have all of these pictures of what we should, what it should look like. And again, we stack them all together. So it's not even just that we're not good at this one, but it's all these other things we see that we add on top of it. And so all that to say, it is okay if we're not good at caretaking. Okay. Okay. Next one that a mother is, is a teacher, right? And we're talking like education here, like we're just coming into this. I mean, I probably should have started a long time ago, but you know, it's the pressure is, is mounting for my kids as my son is uh, about to enter TK, which is transitional kindergarten. It's like the uh, year of um, more intensive school before you enter kindergarten. And, you know, as he's, you know, gone through a couple years of preschool, he, I've just begun to realize that uh, part of our job as parents is to teach them things. (laughs) (laughs) like, like practical, like numbers and colors and ABCs. And honestly, we're going with all the things I'm bad at first. I I honestly hate all of that stuff. (laughs) It drains me so much. I don't care about it. Okay. I want my children to read. Like I am so excited for the day when they can read, you know, even my son, when he goes to bed or sometimes when he has quiet time and he doesn't want to sleep in the middle of the day, he'll, you know, read books. That's what he calls it is read books. But he, he can't read the words yet. So he's just looking at the pictures and he'll spend endless hours doing this and he loves it. And that I love that he loves it. But he like, I'm just so excited for when he can actually read the words. He's going to like even fall more in love with reading. And I just can't wait for that. So I want the outcome of it. But trying to get them to the outcome is <laughs> really, I hate it. So <laughs> I keep trying to tell my son not to use the word hate, but um, I feel like it fits here. And I have just realized how my uh, dislike of this this task has affected my kids. Now my son's fine. He's you know he's learning at school and it's great. And my my husband, thank the Lord, is really great at this. And so he's been reinforcing learning the alphabet and all of that. <laughs> But even when my son like wants to practice things at home, I mean, I'll do it. I will. I won't tell him no, but like he wanted to practice his counting and I was so bored. (laughs) So bad. But really, I don't enjoy this part of motherhood, but it is a part. And we're going to talk about, you know, what to do with all of these. And we can, we can, there's some, some ways that we can outsource some of this and we'll go there. But, you know, I think sometimes this is another thing that adds on to our feeling of not being good enough is because we realize this is our task and we don't like it or we're not good at it. And it just contributes to that feeling. But look, being a teacher, just like a caretaker, is a full-time job that people go to college for, okay? So it's okay that we're not great at it or we don't like it. Okay, another career that we have to fill or we get to fill 
in motherhood is being a Bible teacher. Okay, now this one I actually love. This is my sweet spot. I love teaching my kids the Word of God. I love uh, diving into Bible stories. I love when they have questions. I love um, like just uh, telling them a Bible story. We often do this on the way to school. I'll tell them a Bible story with, you know, not reading it, but just one of those, you know, classic Old Testament ones that are so easy to tell, like Daniel and the lions. And it's their favorite right now for a while. It was David and Goliath. And so I'll get to tell them a story on the way to school and um, apply those lessons to them. And I love that. I feel like I should do an episode on that. I don't know if you guys would want that, but it would be so fun for me to get to tell you (laughs) these stories. Um, And so that's a sweet spot for me. I love it. And that is super important. But look at this. Some of you heard me talk about being a caretaker and you're like, you don't love that? Like, I love that. I love meeting the needs of my children. I love making sure that they are healthy and, and taken care of. And so you're great at that. And that's okay that I'm not, and it's okay that you're not a great Bible teacher. And again, we're going to go to what it looks like to outsource, what things we can't outsource, all of the all of the above. But just just recognize that as we go through this list, you can't possibly be good at all of these things, okay? All right, another career. And I hope some of you rock at this. This is another for me. That is being a cleaner. Now, I you've heard me talk many times. <laughs> This is one of my weakest spots as a mother It's keeping everything clean. And I love a clean house. It feels so great. And so it is very important to me. And so I have not given up my pursuit. I feel like every time I'm on here, I'm like, oh, I have a new system for laundry and it's working so far and I can't wait to tell you how it goes. And then <laughs> a couple of days later, it completely falls through the cracks. That's where we're at now. Um, the laundry is sitting unfolded and unput away, uh, I think two weeks worth in our laundry room. Um, praise the Lord. We have a laundry room now because for a while it was just a little closet. And now there's a tiny little room that has, um, at least one shelf that I can keep things in. And so that's where our laundry is right now. Actually, that's not even, that's the next one I have for you launderer, which, okay. Both of these are full careers, right? Like people, the people spend their lives cleaning houses and they are amazing at it. Our cleaner is incredible. And I, I, I I come home when I come home to the house like that, I am filled with joy. Literally, my son does like a happy dance afterwards. He's so excited about it. He was even like this <laughs> this week because he knew the cleaner was coming. He was gearing up for it and he was like, okay, I want to organize my toys more so when Ramiro comes, he can see it and he, I want him to be proud of me. <laughs> and so there was like a little twinge in me of like, oh, I feel like he should want me to do that. I feel like he should want me to be proud of him for organizing. And, you know, he wants me to be proud of him for a lot of different things. But, like, clearly that's not my gift. He wants Ramiro to see how he's cleaned his room. And so, but the thing is, I I felt that twinge, but I, I pushed it away because I'm like, no, it is okay that this is not my gift mix. It is okay. Now, again, I'm not giving up on it entirely. It is important. And so again, we're going to talk about what to do with all of this, but it is okay to own the fact that this is not my sweet spot. And I don't know if it ever will be. I hope that I will hit a sweet spot with it. You know, and I have grown in it. Uh, it is a really hard season with the age of my kids and just the demands, um, including also trying to run a business and be in ministry. And, you know, it's, it's a lot. And so, it's a challenge. And I, you know, the Systemize Your Life Academy from Chelsea Joe has been pivotal in my life. And I, I, I've made progress in so many ways, but it is still a struggle. Okay. 
Okay, here's another one. This is, this is a great one. You're going to like this one. You also, as a mother, are a bouncer. <laughs> Anyone feel like a bouncer? Constantly breaking up fights. Constantly kicking people out of the room. <laughs> constantly, you know, navigating these drunk toddlers, <laughs> trying to manage them. Oh my goodness. It's a lot. I, I do think this is one of the reasons that I can't get anything done is because as soon as I turn the water on to start doing the dishes, someone starts crying or yelling and I have to go talk with them and it is a struggle. And I'm you know, working so hard to try and teach them to love each other and to manage their emotions and to share with each other. And those are all important lessons that they need. But unfortunately, they need those many times a day um, for every day for a long time. So hopefully at some point we'll make progress. I do see progress. I'm not, my, my kids are definitely progressing. It's just, we're still in the thick of that. So you know, bouncer is a full career. Like it, it takes a special person to be a bouncer. And yet here as mothers, we also have to take on that role. Okay. All right. Another big one is pastor. Like we are called to pastor our kids, to disciple them, to, to help them learn how to be more like Jesus, right? This looks like those deep conversations. This looks like helping them understand who God is. This looks like discipline, all of these things. And this is super essential. And so while this is important and it is not one of those things that we can fully outsource, and again, we'll go into that, it's also okay if you don't love it. It's also okay if it's not your favorite part, if it's not a strong suit for you, that's okay. And so while we do need to grow in that and grab some tools so we can get better at it, there doesn't need to be this, this shame on top of you for feeling like I should love this, for feeling like I need to do it the way Brittany does it. I need to do it the way uh, my best mom friend does it. I need to do it the way my pastors talk about. Again, those are going to be ideas to pour into, but it's okay that you're not gifted specifically at that. Like, think about it. There are specific people that are called to pastor, that, that have the gift of pastoring on their lives. And that is a, a specific gift mix, right? We know that God doesn't appoint everyone to be pastors, and yet we are called to, to pastor our kids. And so this is part of why we need to acknowledge our weaknesses and some of those weaknesses we need to improve on and then celebrate our strengths, okay? So as you're listening to all of this, I hope that you're you're just taking some deep sighs of relief for the ways you're like, okay, I have permission to be to, to struggle with this. And I hope you're also like, wow, you're bad at that, Brittany. I rock at that. Like, <laughs> I hope you have some of those moments. Okay. Okay. I have a whole long list here, so I better go through these a little bit faster. <laughs> I could talk endlessly about that, about this. Uh, okay. Some other ones, a chef, right? We all know, okay, this is a whole career. Gotta be a chef. Gotta be a baker. Those things I am not good at. Okay. We gotta be a professional organizer trying to figure out how to organize endless toys while making our house look peaceful. Um, yep. That trying to navigate <laughs> clothes that like it's, it's just constantly they're growing out of or they're stained. And so trying to figure out where everything goes and it's just, yep, it's, it's a lot. Organize it all. Okay. Also a coach. We've got to coach our kids in so many different things, like for one, helping them 
learn to use systems and clean and, and knowing what that looks like, that when you come in the door, the backpack goes here and you take your stuff out, right? These things I'm trying to learn for myself, I'm also required to teach my kids about. Oh my gosh. So that, and that's a whole profession, like coaching. That's just one area of coaching we need to do. There's so many areas. I mean, just think even like coaching them on how to use the toilet. I, I mean, that I do think you should have a degree for. Um, I've heard great stories of people that rock at that. And it was, we've, we've only tried it once so far. We got two more rounds at least to go. Um, but it was a struggle. And I do think that a degree in that would help. Okay. Next, um, dishwasher, right? Uh, this is a full-time career for many people. And this is also a full-time career for moms. <laughs> And yet we have to do all these other careers at the same time. Okay. An entertainer, right? We gotta, gotta get our kids entertained. Now I do want to say we, this is not our job to entertain them all the time. I do so strongly believe in independent play. I believe in having other people help with this, but there are times where we're going to want to entertain our kids or that, or at least that's where they're, they're seeking from us. So, you know, that's obviously a whole, whole career, um, artist or craft maker, that's again, when I avoid, I am not good at those things, but this is another career that motherhood encompasses a nutritionalist. We've got to figure out how to help these, these little bodies grow into healthy adult bodies, um, while helping them figure out how to have a healthy relationship with food as we're trying to figure out how to have a healthy relationship with food. Like, okay, how much sugar should I allow them to have? When should I allow them to have that? How much vegetables? What if they're not eating the vegetables? What if, are they getting enough protein? What if they won't eat anything? Like it's just constant trying to um, help them with that nutrition factor. And that is a whole career again. <laughs> okay. Hairstylist, fashion stylist, right? Personal shopper. Oh my goodness. Tour guide, right? Like taking them around, showing them how to like all the fun spots in town, taking them on adventures, right? That is one I do love. I love adventures. That's, that's something that lights me up. Uh, DJ. I don't know if you felt a DJ in the car or at home. Um, and, you know, I can feel the pressure that DJs often feel when everyone is requesting different songs and trying to figure out what the best song to do is. Um, and taxi cab driver, of course, got to list that one. And then, uh, sumo wrestler, anyone, anyone have sumo wrestler? Yep. That's, that is another one. So, okay. We laugh at this and it is funny and, but it's so real. Like there are specific gift mixes within each of these things I listed. And the people that have gone into those careers are gifted in those areas. They are called to that. God has given them specific gifts. They've had specific training. They have education, right? They have experience. They have peers that help encourage them. And so there's so many different facets that, that we bring into our role as mothers. And, and we expect ourselves to be great at all of those things. And that literally does not make sense. When we go over that list, it's like no one can be all of those things, right? No one can have a professional career as, as a cleaner and a Bible teacher and a caretaker and a regular teacher and right. Like we you can't just combine those. Those are full on careers and maybe like one or two can go together, right? Like if you work part-time here, part-time there, but we, we look at that list and I hope you can feel how unrealistic it is to think that you're just going to go 
day in and day out and live all of this at at a professional level, like like as if you've had that education and career and certifications and experience, right? That's just not possible. And I know I missed some too. So what would you add? Like, I want to hear from you. So we can't be possibly good at all of these. And so what I want you to do, and I hope you did this kind of naturally as we went along, but sit down and assess, what are you good at? Which roles do you love? Which roles give you life? Because the roles that that give you life are probably the ones you rock at because, you know, we don't love doing things that we're not good at. And so pay attention, like what parts of it give you life and then which ones are the hardest? You know, like I said, for me, like I can do some of the others. I can do the the fashion stylist. I can do the DJ, the tour guide I love, right? But like cleaner, launder, dishwasher, I struggle. I struggle. Chef, baker, I struggle at those, okay? And so just to be honest with yourself, and I think as you're honest with that, I think it's going to give you a little bit of freedom just to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm acknowledging maybe for some of you for the first time that I'm not good at this part and that is okay. Okay. So I want you to pause this, write those things down, what you rock at, what you love, what is hard, what is the hardest. And then I want you to spend a moment and celebrate the ones that you rock at. Like really just take a moment and be like, yes, I am really good at caretaking. I make my kids feel so cared for, right? And just acknowledge that, not out of a place of pride, but out of like, wow, God, thank you for giving me these gifts. Thank you that I I get to use this, this, these gifts in my motherhood. Like, I love this. It brings me life. And I want you just to spend some time in prayer celebrating that. Um, you know, like I said, for me, that's teaching my kids about the Bible that is taking them on adventures. And I just get so excited. Uh, I'm just so even grateful for the new house we live in because uh, down the street, there's like, uh, a bunch of trees to explore in like this forest area and like a, a creek kind of pond, very, very small, but, um, and it probably dries up in the middle of summer, but it's, it's there and it can, you know, explore it when we're at this park. And it's, it's so great just get, getting them outside and, uh, getting them to explore. And, and those are the times I feel most connected to them. And so this is going to be an indicator for you too, of, of what's going to help you feel the most filled up as a mom and, and the most connected to your kids. And so you've got to figure out what that looks like. And if it's cleaning the house, that might not be that, that time of connection with your kids. Although you can, you can do special things for them, right? Like you can, um, you, you can help teach them that you can help them feel so cared for by creating these spaces that are so hospitable to them that, um, special reading corners that they just can have their snacks and books in and, you know, whatever it looks like, like there are ways to love on your kids based on your gifts. Okay. And then I want you to look at the ones you struggle with and here's what you're going to do. You need to, one, give yourself lots of grace. You need to be okay with not being good at it. Be okay with acknowledging it's hard for you and you don't love it. That is okay. And I hope you hear me doing that (laughs) humorously, but it's real. Like, I'm not good at it. And, you know, it's easy to actually to tell you on the microphone about this, but it's actually harder to acknowledge that, um, I don't know, even in my relationships, because it's just like, I think that's when pride rises up and it's like, oh, I feel like I need to be good at this. I feel like it's going to look bad if I acknowledge this. And so um, just know that there might be some resistance there, but I, I want you to press into that and be okay with not being good at it. 
Now here, I keep kept referencing, we're going to talk about this, but here's what you do when you're not good at something. Cause uh, right. A lot of these things, pretty much all of the lists, it needs to happen, right? Like your kids have to be driven places. Your home has to be clean. Your kids need to be taught. Your kids need to learn about God and the Bible. Like all of these things are important. And so we can't just neglect them. And so here's a few options for when you're not good at something. The first one is to outsource. So again, I talked about how not everything can be outsourced, but a lot of things can. Um, Cleaning, um, cooking, even teaching. Like I talked about how my husband is a great teacher and I outsource that to him. (laughs) Even grandparents. Like my mom is so amazing at baking. And so whenever my, my kids go over there, they bake together. And I think that's so special and wonderful. My kids aren't going to have much of that experience here. I mean, sometimes on rainy days when I don't have a baby, it has been fun to bake. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe I'll get back into that. But right now, that's definitely something I outsource. Um, not that you need baked goods all the time, but it's just that experience, that that warmness of, you know, baking something. It can even be something healthy, but just having that experience of, of doing that together, right? So you can use your husband. You can use grandparents. You can team up with a friend that's really good at something. Maybe you're not good at adventures, but you have a friend that loves going adventuring. Like, go on some play dates with them. Like, have them help inspire some spontaneity in you and some, some, some exploration. And so team up with someone that you're not like with, with your weaknesses. Okay. Um, you can also hire someone like I've talked about it. We have a cleaner and that is life-changing for me because, you know, there's already so much you have to do. Even with a cleaner, you have to keep up with so much else, but just that deep cleaning. I don't know if I would ever get to it. And so at least our house is a little bit more solid. Um, and so I know it, not everyone can afford that, but you know, maybe you budget for it. Maybe you say, we're not going to eat out as much because I, I like cooking more than I like cleaning. And so we're going to use, we're going to allocate those cooking, those eating out funds towards a cleaner so that I can spend more time cooking, which I love and less time cleaning, which I hate. Okay. Now there are some things keep referencing that we don't want to outsource completely. Now we're going to have supplementary things like for teaching our kids the Bible, they uh, get them in church, get them in a Sunday school. Like they need that, but we can't outsource that completely. And so we do need to be teaching our kids the Bible. We do need to be pastoring them. So we want them in a church, in a youth group. We want uh, pastors to pour into them. We want leaders to pour into them. But ultimately, we can't neglect that step. That's so crucial. It comes from us. And so when there's something like that, that we can't fully outsource, but we're not good at, you need to equip yourself. You need to to dive in to things that are going to help you know what to do and improve on, on your skills there. And now it never might become the thing you love the most, and that's okay. However, you also might learn how to do it in your own way and you might find joy in that. And so things that that can help equip you, right? Obviously books. I'm always talking about the book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. I think that is so fundamental uh, for me as a parent has been crucial. Um, You can lean into pastors, into coaches, come into the... um, Healed Mama Academy. We, we dive a little bit into parenting, right? Go search other podcasts, go and, um, you know, whatever it is, like equip yourself. You, you know how to find these resources. We're in an age where there's resources all over, right? And so be intentional to grab hold of one of those resources, one at a time, right? Not just consuming endless content that we never actually chew on and grab hold of one of those resources and dive deeply into it. 
And I talk about it a lot, but that's what I did with cleaning. Like I, I did the Systemize Your Life Academy with Chelsea Joe, and now it's still a struggle for me. It's still something I most often don't enjoy, but I'm continually trying to improve it. I'm continually trying to figure out what system is going to work. I'm continually trying to press into this because it is important and I can't fully outsource it, right? I can't just have someone here all the time to pick up our messes behind us. Like that's just not realistic. And so it is something I can't fully outsource. And so I'm trying to equip myself in it and I have to like keep going back to her podcast and I have to keep going back to her academy videos because it's an endless continuation of equipping myself in that area. Okay. And then I want you to sit down and define a few things. Cause like, how would you even define what a good mom is or what a good day is? What would that look like? Cause, because here's the reality. There is literally an unlimited amount of love you can pour into your kids in a day. There is unlimited uh, opportunities to play with them. There are never ending cleaning and laundry opportunities for you. There's always ways to improve our responses with our kids and our spouse because we're sinners. And so we can always grow in that. There is always more things to teach our kids, whether it's about education or about God, right? Like there is always more. So what does it look like? You need to define what a good day would look like, what a good mom would look like. So I want you to define those three things. Well, define this. (laughs) My kids are in the background now. Um, Define a good day. Define a good mom. And then I want you to create markers to hit each day that's going to help you keep track of progress, of wins, okay? So I I defined a good day just in in a couple of minutes. This is what I have. First of all, I am connected deeply with each of my kids I spent the day connecting deeply with each of them, even if it was for five minutes. I spent time doing together what we love to do, even if that meant reading one book together or playing with blocks for a few minutes or um, when they get excited about the Bible, answering their questions, like whatever that is, I looked them in the eyes and I told them I loved them and I prayed out loud for them. So that's that's what that looks like. Um, part of it Uh, defining a good day for me is I did my best to keep up with the house, even if it looks like a mess, right? So I was intentional and disciplined and I did my best. That's what that looks like. That's what a good day looks like, which is very different in my head than what a good day looks like now. I think so often I can fall into, it needs to look perfect. It needs to feel perfect. And that's, I need to redefine what a good day with that would be. Another part of a good day, the third component for me is that I got filled up. At some point in the day, I got filled up. I had my time with God. Maybe in in working, I got filled up. Maybe special things I did with the kids, like adventures. I found ways throughout the day to get filled up. So those are the three things to me that make a good day, that I was deeply connected to my kids. I did my best with the house, and I got filled up. Okay, so I want you to spend some time and define what a good day would look like to you. And then I want you to define what a good mom looks like. Um, I just have a couple of things here that I wrote down. I think there's probably more. But one is that she apologizes when she screws up. So there's going to be moments where you lose it, where you mess up. Apologize. Take ownership and have a moment of connection. Second one is to stay present in the important moments. In the hugs and the eye contact and the intentional conversation. I think those are two key components is apologizing and staying present. There's probably a couple others I could add to that. So what are yours? Define that. 
And then the last thing is create some markers that you need to hit each day. So some markers for us. Um, first of all, just dinner together. Simply that like intentional dinner, no TV, no phones. We're going to sit down and eat together and we're going to talk about our day. And sometimes that goes well and sometimes it doesn't, but it's a marker we hit every day. And the assessment of whether it's a good day or not is did we hit that marker? Not whether how it went. Like we can improve on how it went, but a lot of times, you know, the kids are having a hard time. And so it doesn't mean that we didn't hit that marker. We did the dinner. We created that opportunity and it's okay that it didn't go well. And we can talk a lot more about all of this. Um, another marker that I hit every day is praying for my kids out loud with them. And I, I put this into like little moments um, that I do every day so that I don't have to think about it. So this looks like um, at the dinner table, right? Any any meal, we always pray. This looks like on, in the car on the way to school. This looks like at bedtime. And so there's these little markers throughout my day that give me these, these cues that it's time to pray for my kids, okay? Some other ideas for markers could be reading a Bible story together, connecting with each of your kids, even for a few minutes, making your bed. So I want you to sit down and, and develop what are the markers for you that are going to help you have those good days. You're going to structure them in. And then when you hit those markers, that you can reinforce that idea that you you had a good day. You were intentional with the day. It wasn't just this waste of moving backwards, not moving forwards. Look at these markers. You can look at the day and look at these markers that you hit to, to remind you that you're doing a great job. So let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for motherhood. God, I thank you for this gift you've given us. God, what an honor to raise these kids. And Lord, I just pray over every mama that's listening. God, I pray you would just reinforce the reinforce the truth in her that she is more than enough, that she is made for this. God, I pray that you would help her just to uh, see clearly her strengths, God, and celebrate those and see them as such gifts, God. And um, I pray you would help her to figure out how to do those more throughout her day, God, and that you would energize her through them, God. And I pray that you would help her give herself grace for the things she's not good at, God, and help her find solutions to getting better or to outsourcing or whatever that looks like, God. We thank you that we don't have to be good at everything because you are our Savior, God, and you are more than enough for us. And we just praise you for that, God. And I just pray that everyone um, would just find joy in motherhood, God, as they throw away this old lie that they have to be great at everything and that the, this lie that um, they're just not good enough for that task. We love you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, my mama, my kids just wanted to say hi to you real quick. So here they are. Hi. You want to say Love you, Mama. I love you, Mama. <laughs> love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.